maybe this week we have a fun episode of just us two chit-chatting and taking fun short calls. Did you fuck your dad? <laughs> no. Don't don't pose it like that. Would you fuck with your dad? There you go. That's the real question at hand. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We talk about maybe- uh uh drag race recaps um we talk about um uh going out at night time and we talk about um if you're in los angeles (laughs) on january 21st don't forget to that's this friday don't forget to come to fat slut at precinct we have a great lineup we got kimchi we got ddm we have all the way from brooklyn new york mini horowitz and my drag mom marta bichu and barbara wire downtown's fattest secret wear your mask please wear a mask if you're gonna talk to me goodbye Forever. Dog. When first choice is a bingo bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, diva. Uh, <clears throat> welcome to our 905 epi- 9.05 a.m. episode. It She's is a early Thursday this morning. at 9.05. Woo! Our number is two one three five three six nine one eight zero. Again, that is two one three five three six nine one eight zero. Our email is sloppy second spot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Ah! My Instagram is Hi, you slap, you stupid little fucks, you nice little fucks, you dirty little fucks. Our number is 213. No. <laughs> Welcome to Slappy Sex Dipper. Your Instagram is back. Okay, so for the longest time, you weren't even allowed to post or comment. You could post, but you couldn't put them. Um, this conversation is so tired, but I will continue to have it every day. I, I know, could. You were really upset about it, but like. Post a photo. I do think it's been a good thing because you really have turned to other social media outlets to release whatever you needed to get out of it. I was like, oh, you've been I posting actually thoughty stuff on Twitter. Like Twitter. You've been. You, you're one of those 40 year olds on TikTok that everyone's talking about. And now I'm actually enjoying it. I did a dance video on TikTok. I, I saw I, like, I think I understand, I'm beginning, beginning to understand the culture. And I was just saying this on a phone call. Um, wait, so just to be very clear about the Instagram, I could post a photo but no caption. Mm-hmm. I could not post a story, could not post a reel, could not comment on anyone, but my DMs were working. So I, it like, when I contacted them, they were like, looks fine to us because it was active. And then I went in and I deleted the link that was embedded in my profile and everything came back. So I guess they didn't like my Linktree link for whatever reason. That's weird because most people's Linktree links on there are like, like are, they still post and talk. I guess it was like they said it was corrupt or whatever. I just deleted it and then immediately tried to comment and I was like able to comment and post and everything. But. I was just talking to a friend uh, on the phone about social media, and I was like, I think I understand how, even though it's annoying and soul-sucking and insane, um, but I understand, like, you do this kind of thing on TikTok, this kind of thing on Instagram, this kind of thing on Twitter. Like, there's, a, there's like, a, a culture and a vibe 
to what kind of content? Got a vibe. You know that's Willow? Yes. Love Willow. I like that whole album. She's a very good musician. Um, And so I'm beginning to think that I do understand, Listen, possibly even overstand, what happens on each app. What didn't you tell me? You're lighting you, a candle? Yeah. I, I'm, Did you I'm fart? Not, no. If Girl, if I farted, it'd be in a jar. Now, I, <laughs> if I farted, it would be it in, would a be in a jar. <laughs> Put them forts in a jar. I, I, you know, I, at first I was giggling at your commitment to the, to the different internet things, but now I'm like, yeah, it's working for him. He's doing it. I'm trying. Um, did you get any reviews from the fart in the jar? No, I don't think he has received it yet. You think he's going to open it? I sent him a message with the tracking number and I said, I don't know what you're planning on doing with this, but if you do open it, let me know if it still smells. I because if some... not, I don't know how to like how better to trap a smell. And then I made a second jar. Ooh. <clears throat> oh Lord, I made a second jar, but I had used a tomato sauce jar, and so when I opened it, it smelled like fart and tomato sauce. And I you was need like, to get fresh jars. I know. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy fresh jars. This could be your new thing. Listen. You know and then you bring them all to the gig, and you open the screw top. And My you, thought is you dip like your fingers the, in water. If the and jar then you, shatters, ooh, 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 and then the water on it keeps a tight seal to my little baby <laughs> hole when I toot toot in it. So if it shatters, what? The mailman will be like, Ugh. well, if it shatters, it's just like the stink is going to be released, and then they get like a broken jar and like the wish of a whisper of a fart. You're like wish.com version of fart in a jar. It's a yeah. broken jar. I start just Ziploc bagging them. <laughs> um, no, the glass is more sustainable. My I... mom saw, because oh, she sometimes God. checks up and she saw that and she was like, is this like a joke? And it's and I was like, no, I, I farted in a jar and someone purchased it. And she was like, Logan, what? She's like, how what are I... they going to do with your fart? Like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know what they're going to do with my fart. Once it's out of my body, it's none of my business. <laughs> and then you heard her in the background go, honey, how do you return a child? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. I'm already out of their hands. Oh, God. They're I, f- I flew yesterday and um, I ate a bunch of cauliflower before I flew. Mm-hmm. Diva, I Dudes was nasty ripping it on the plane, and really? I didn't want to. I'm not trying to be that girl. I know that when you fly, you're like, I'm gonna be hungover and I'm gonna be farting. I know you yes, actively say that all the time. I don't like to be a farty girl on the plane. But here's the thing: is I there's something about farting on a plane. Like I think it's the change in air pressure. I think it's just all of it going on. Like, I feel like everyone farts. And here's the thing. I don't think my farts smell that bad on a plane. I think they get, like, <laughs> absorbed into the seat or something. Ever, because, like, okay. I could, like, I could let one rip and then not smell it. I guess it's also because I've been in masks lately. But even before the mask mandates, I, I couldn't, could never when, smell my own toots. 
Thoughts? When you're on a plane, okay, I have many thoughts about this. Mm-hmm. When, when you're on a plane and you fart, when you're when you're in real life, like if you're in bed and you know you're gonna rip, I push. <laughs> I've trained my body so much that I push in my sleep. I've woken myself up to a fart. You f- you push? I push it out. <laughs> what do you mean push? Like okay, so I just farted. Okay, so, so you, you just did. Just okay, lean so and I push. You lean I go, and you push. Okay, so if you're in bed, I do this. I will roll over so that my my tutor is in the air, and I'll crank one that way. When you're on a plane, I don't lean to let it out. So sometimes for me, I do. It's a little bounce. Because the pressure of the fart pushes down, and then my body bounces bounces back. I don't like to lean. No, I don't do that. I fart directly into those. But fake then leather seats. I get a little Bubber. bounce. Like it lifts my body. <laughs> At what force? <laughs> no, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess you might be right. No, I'm now. I'm thinking about it because it is leather, so it's not there to absorb. So you do kind of like you ride it. You ride the bubble. You ride. Well, and then I, if, thank God, there's nothing up front for me because it like rolls forward sometimes. You know what I mean? What is this? What did you just say? Thank God there's nothing up front because it rolls forward. I just used to have a friend that was, a, uh, had a vagina. Mm-hmm. And when she would fart, but like in, on a plastic seat in school, she said sometimes it would roll forward and she could feel that warmth on her lips. Oh, well, yeah, mine rolls forward. That's how I smell it. Uh, see, I just can't smell mine on a plane, and I'm hoping no one else can either. I really treat hotel rooms and planes like my personal, like, farting ground. <laughs> you I'll save fu- it up. Save it up for a well, few weeks. Because you know when I'm in drag, I, like, really fuck up a hotel room. And I used to always be, like, so clean about it. And, like, I would wipe down all the surfaces before I left. and Wipe down drink- the surfaces? Like, because I would do my makeup in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. there would, of course, be like, you. Ca- I can't do my makeup without getting powder and, like, streaks of brown makeup everywhere. But I would always make it a point to wash my face so much that I didn't get brown makeup on the sheets. I would bring my own black towels to remove my makeup with. Like, I was, like, trying to take care of hotel rooms. And then I talked to a couple of Rue girls, and they were like, nah. Fuck it. I fuck up a hotel room. I destroy a hotel room. I'll go to sleep with my makeup on and like it'll be brown all over the pillowcase. I don't really care. And I was like, oh. Okay. But but they probably leave a tip. I do leave a tip. I do now leave a tip based on how messy the room is. Is it a bunch of ones in an envelope from the night before? Absolutely. Yeah, but money's money. As long as you're not leaving them a tip of a jarred fart. Uh, but okay, so I put the money in a jar, to <laughs> close it, so I get one last goodbye out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's take a breaky, and then we're gonna talk about what we got coming up, schedule wise, baby. Let's crack into these calendars. Goodbye. <laughs> Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, 
dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with factor meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. I'm so excited for my upcoming month. I'm at Precinct every Friday. Oh, really? So you're doing the viewing party. You're the official gal. No. I'm doing the viewing parties for the parties that I'm hosting. So on the 21st, after Fat Slut, where we have Kim Chi, Rob uh -huh. Anderson. Yes. Minnie Horowitz, all the way from New York. My One of my favorite Brooklyn performers. Should I come? Marta Bichu. I think you should. I think you should. But you do remember that's where I got the code. And Barbara Wire. Well, we're going to get to that in a minute because I just read a new article saying that cannabinoids in marijuana help prevent catching COVID. So you should be eating your dad grass. It doesn't work if you burn it, but edibles. Say what you said the word was called? Cannabinoids. Cannaboids? Cannabinoids? Cannaboids? Cannabinoids. See, it's very simple. Celery, onions, garlic, balsamic vinegar, cannabinoids. cannabinoids. That's a big word I'm for Elmo. I'm from New York, boy! Cannabinoids. That's a big word for Elmo. And then on the 28th, I'm at Precinct again, hosting the viewing party and <laughs> hosting, I don't know if I'm hosting it, but I've got You Got Mail. And then I'm at Precinct again on the 23rd, for Eggs Over Easy, where I'll be hosting a brunch. 
brunch. Brunch gigs, which means I'll probably like have to get up earlier than this podcast to do it. I'm just really excited that like I was talking to Michael, and I'm not talking about COVID, but it feels like we're in a lockdown again because we're both working from home and like we're not going out and doing anything. Diva, the numbers are worse than they have ever been. Exactly, but I'm still able to go and work, and unless <laughs> someone's gonna pay for my Botox. Oh I'll be going and working. Until I get it, I guess. Thoughts? It's, you keep bringing up COVID and then saying you don't want to talk about COVID. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and what also, I'm here to say is like, I We have a very don't. special guest who will be performing a 15-minute um, set. Her, Her name, name is, is Corona Virus. DDM, a former guest of the pod. <gasps> oh, shit. He's really? in town because his movie is going to be at the Sundance Festival. Bitch. DDM. So he's got a full ass so movie. so talented. Um, I found out he was in town and his people and I were talking and I was like, yeah, have him come do a set. Like, I love his music. He's so talented. We'll have the stage set up for him. So I'm really Let excited Let a real bitch that. come through. It's going to be so good. The last time you had a so rapper at Fat Slut, they dressed like a ham and cheese sandwich. Also, I posted that picture on my Instagram. Everyone loves that ham and cheese sandwich costume. Um, uh, Marco Marco made it for me. This I put it on Twitter and asked people to put me in different places. And I have two of them that I want to show you um, that are very funny. If you want to describe them, this one is. Um... Oh, let me see. Oh, okay. You're in the in the deli scene of when Harry met Sally when she's doing the orgasm. I'm the sandwich on the table. You're the sandwich on the table, <laughs> and Billy Crystal is looking at you like he doesn't want any part of it. And then this is the other one that I think is very funny. Um, these happened on Twitter. Oh, the Jamaican Bob's like, what is that movie called? Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. This is funny on multiple levels, as we've <laughs> talked about. But this is a photo of the Cool Runnings bobsled team in the bathtub. Remember the scene in the bathtub in the montage yeah, where, they're, where they're like practicing? To, yeah. And so I'm sitting at the front of the that bathtub. That movie is so funny and based on a true story. Oh, she likes facts, figures, and um, historical accuracy. Like Nene Leek said, I'm very excited in 2022 for people, places, and things. <laughs> She's a noun girl. She's the noun girl. She loves the noun. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, have you watched any um, movies? So the Golden Globes happened but didn't happen. And I realized, as with every fucking... Um, I'm not trying to take MJ Rodriguez's shine away. Me neither. As with every year with award show, all these movies get nominated. As we know, the awards, it's all pay to play and who you submit to and blah, blah, blah. But I like never have seen the things that get awards. The Golden Globes didn't get like televised this year. Someone was explaining it to me because most networks were kind of just like, yeah, everyone knows that these are, this is the award show that you just pay for the award or they do it as like stunts. So it's not really based on like anything but stunts and who can pay off or buy the best gifts for the judges right so moving on (laughs) (laughs) okay if you're Um, in the industry you know if you're not uh, congratulations to all the winners 
No, but do you ever watch those? Are you like a prestige no. film viewer? You're um, like a dude where's my car kind of movie gal. No, I watch I watch movies. You're like, like a I watch... bitch who stole Christmas kind of movie gal. Well, I watched that because we were together. But I watched Meeting the Ricardos and I watched all, like most of all of Poe's. Um, I've watched like a lot of prestige movies, especially because this year it was so much easier because it was like they were all on HBO. Like you could just like watch them at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the um being the Ricardos? I thought it was. I thought it. I. Yeah. I. I thought it was good. No, I thought that it wasn't going to be about just like one episode of the show and like her commie ties. I thought it was going to be more of like a arc of like them meeting and what happened to their relationship. But I, I thought it was really good for what it was. Yeah, it's, you know, I was really impressed. Normally when there are those like big sweeping biopics, it's always like uh, a formative childhood experience yeah. and then a smash cut to like do you remember the movie Ray? The Jamie Foxx yes. about Rachel. And it was like, it didn't, it, it opened with him like being able to see and then his like sight win and then he played the piano. Like all of these like formative moments over time in chronological order. And the one thing that I loved about being the Ricardos is that the structure of it was really fascinating that it was based on one week in time making a sitcom at the height of its success with flashbacks. It was wild that Nicole Kidman had that role because she didn't look like her, but she definitely, I think got to the heart of the character that was, everyone wanted like the ookie goofy Lucille ball. (laughs) Yeah. That term we all use. Ookie goofy. Ookie goofy. It's still, uh, all right. Well, it's 924 everybody. So this is what you're going to get bitches. But not to be this girl, but Nicole had a breakfast cocktail. Nicole Kidman is 54 years old. She was playing Lucy at like 37, 38, right? Yeah, that's because Nicole can pull that off with the right wig. And then. With the right wig, anything is possible. The flashback, she was playing Lucy at 20. That was kind of a step. That was, And crazy. the same with the Javier Bardem. But those good Amazon, they just wiped the years off of everyone's face. Every inch of that film was touched. I never realized how much Head to face ratio that Nicole Kidman has. Explain. She, head to face. She's more face on her head than. No, there's not a lot of face. Like the <laughs> eyes and everything are kind of in, and the nose Honey, is right She's in the giving middle. tiny face. <laughs> she's giving like small face, large head. Small face, large head, big bank. Uh, no waste. <laughs> no waste. Um, oh, we also, we also haven't talked about Drag Race yet. Drag Race! RuPaul's Drag Race. So Season what, 14 is off to an incredible start. When this comes out, we will have met the whole cast. Um, when we're re- for Deja. When we're recording Willow this, um, the first episode Crazy. has come out, and the first 13 minutes of episode two has been released on YouTube. Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, so we've met the second half of the queens. Who did you like in the second half? Did you watch My it? name is Angeria, but you can call me Angie, and I came to make it shake, baby, that. Angeria. Oh, she okay. is it for me. She Her nose goes from the bottom of her chin to the top of her I was about to say the nose, nose. She's got a long nose, and that's something that she can't fix, so we're not going to talk about it. 
No, I love it. I feel like she's she like accentuates it and it turns into her like her beauty moment. Now she's Atlanta. She's ATL. She's from Florida, Georgia, but lives in Atlanta. I really have a lot of retention for these things. Um You do. But I what watch did you it and I'm like, she was in red. <laughs> she wore polka dots and I'm high. <laughs> My impression of you. She was there. I'm high. Cannabinoids. Yeah. Cannabinoids. Um, <laughs> cannabinoids. Remember when we went to Alaska's play and I was like ripped? <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. We like got there and you were like, My edible hit. Yes. <laughs> it like really <laughs> turned on me too. I was like, There's a lot happening in this room. <sighs> it was like, Yes, this is an immersive theatrical experience. Yes. I was just like always in everyone's way because my reaction time was so slow. They well, would, like, you tap kept me, saying, and then I would like turn and look at them and be like, "What?" And they're like, "I have to get by." And they're like, like, "Oh." They started the play with like, "We're gonna be all around." So if you kindly feel a tap on your shoulder, just move that direction. We're not here to hurt you. We're promised we're gonna take care of you. Every tap you got, you're like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> I just would be like, "Who is touching me?" And then it would be like an actor, and I'd be like, "Oh." And then I would move the wrong way to get out That's of there. That's the worst. They're pushing you to the left. You like, lean. They weren't pushing hand. me to the left. They would just tap me, and I would like try. My initial thought was like, okay, well, there's a bunch of people on my right. Let me go to the left. And it's like, no, the left is where they're performing. Anyway, it was a wonderful play. I love that Alaska wears a red wig to act. That's she what does. I'm going to start doing. Or I'm going to start wearing blonde to act and only red. Yeah, that makes sense. You do blonde uh, when you when you uh, um, recite lines. True. Back to Drag Race. I want to talk about Willow Pill because you Willow have worked Pill. with... <laughs> I love Willow Pill. Me too, but RuPaul, like, girl, Willow Just is the let kind of her have a thing. But Willow is the kind of person who has probably been infantilized her entire life because of her like youngish looks and tiny frame. And so Willow is twenty seven years old, and RuPaul goes, "Oh, Willow, 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 I get it. It's now burned into all of our brains." And Willow, literally, just from this one episode of television, could easily have a career that lasts 10 years and i assume will have a bigger career because i assume she does well in the competition based on how much rue likes her yeah um i don't know anything i'm not saying anything i don't have any insider information but it's like it's branding and that's a good thing but i don't know i i just felt like willow did something I feel like Willow has probably done way kookier and way wilder oh. shit. Oh, yes. And this was like a tame version that everyone was like, it was so cerebral and wild. And I'm like, are you dumb? No, like- she's done crazier <laughs> stuff. If you look at her, I mean, she has like YouTube videos with her. And I cannot remember her. Like she has like a comedy partner or like a couple mm. of drag queens that we get together. And they make a bunch of very wild w- videos. If you remember during... Um, digital drag she had that video of like downtown yeah where she, where she does like LSD? took the mushrooms or whatever and then was like downtown and like freaking out and everything was like wild she does live numbers that are like literally all spoken word and just the most insane shit that you can think of like, yeah what she did on that stage i was like that's very willow but it was like the tamest i've ever seen her and i i think that's so funny because it's sort of like a it's a um iyk iyk scenario like if you have ever been to like a warehouse party after hours and seen a drag queen like dressed as the easter bunny like shit out hard-boiled eggs into a basket and feed them to the audience like a bird (laughs) 
Well, she I did saw do that. I, I played an e- literally an Easter party in Austin, Texas, and the Queen did that. But you see, you know, it's Austin like if has you're some wild Queen, if you're in the mix, you know what I just I find it amusing on Drag Race, and I understand they're playing to the twelve year olds and the six year olds in the global market, and you have to do a certain thing for mass appeal. But it's just funny when it's like, wow, you're so irreverent and so alternative, and she's like, girl, I'm giving you ten percent of my cookie. But it was still very funny. It was. And she got the body. I'm, uh, so I watched the first, I'm going to be bold here. I watched the first 13 minutes of the second season, or the second premiere. How was Deja's entrance? Deja is very, very likable. I love her. She's like enjoyable and very likable and like bubbly and fun. Miss Maddie seemed like a dud. Here's the thing is like maybe on the entrance, but a lot of them seem like possibly seem like duds when they first enter because like online her internet presence is funny as hell. She's like the funniest one that is like doing intentional comedy. Like there's a setup and a structure to what she's doing. Yes. There are also did I love the guy Fiero. Fieri, first of all, Fiero. Don't don't, do not do that. Don't butcher Nicole's husband's name. (laughs) Um, did I think the guy Fieri look was a ten out of ten? Nah. Also, she did something funny, but presented it so mildly I couldn't tell. She put those guy Fieri glasses like the oakley's on the opera opera thing but she just sort of held them up and i was just like oh okay and then i was like oh that's funny but like she could have like couldn't she have said something like okay let's let's workshop a joke here let's show how the sausage okay she comes in and she said who's ready to pitch a tent because the camp queen is here that's funny but if you're dressed like guy fietti shouldn't it be like who's ready to go down to flavor town or Diners, drive-ins, and drags. I like yes, I would have said Guy like, Fieri who's related? ready for Flavortown? I'm talking about my bussy. Ding! I bet you can't say that on VH1. I'm sure you can't. I'm sure you can't. But well, something You know what guy- she could have said? Who's ready to go to Flavortown? Between me down there. Because Rue In loves to say- In between me down there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. See, something like that. Something very funny. Something- but it would have made sense if she was dressed as a, a Boy Scout or a camp counselor. Yes. If she was the camp queen and she was dressed like she was going to camp, that makes sense. Yeah. You Anyhow. know it didn't make any goddamn sense? What? Hi, Rue. Are you ready to talk about your car's extended warranty? Okay, good. Let's go, Boots. Like, it was just like, how many different... We gotta, we gotta keep it pumping. You didn't like, you didn't like Orion? No, here's the thing is I do like Orion. I think that they're like very cool, very like stonery, very like my type of drag. But um just that was like how high were you when you decided to say six different entrance lines? And also the thing that bugged me is that phone cord was just like rip it out so there's no spot to plug no, it into to the use wall. That when she got back home. That's her landline. Then tuck it into your something, your leotard. Tuck it in your pussy. Um puss. not to be this girl, but can you work can you give us your what would what would an entrance line be for you, me Paul?
places. Places 10. Thank you, five. <laughs> um, do you think I could say, obviously, I wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> not a drag queen. Do you think I could say, um, who's ready to dip? What if I was like, hope you're hungry because I'm baked? <laughs> can I just say, like, can we give Cornbread the crown already? Just hand it over. She really ate them girls up. Here's the thing. Cornbread has been on camera so much. She's acted so much. She knows exactly how to steal focus. She's comfortable. Yes. And like whether or not the stories she's telling about like farting on a preacher or anything are true, they are funny. And the fact that she's saying them on television makes them true. She is so like the way the way she gets little jokes in everywhere, the way even when the second premiere is all about the new queens, they do show the first five minutes is like the old queens like saying goodbye to Orion and wiping. Cornbread got like four jokes in before we she met knows. the new queens. She knows I'm what like, she's doing. Girl, Lizzo loved her. Rue fucking loved her. Her original song was so good. And talk about being funny on Twitter. She is being hilarious she's on being Twitter. She's the funniest. Apparently, they're told like not to respond to people, and she's like, eh, I'm gonna. I'm and gonna. she just like, she's a girl by everybody. your own heart. She's a girl by your own heart. I love her. All right. Well, that was a good drag race catch up. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And we can talk about Dolly and how they won. All right. And we're back! We talked about Dolly. We did a whole series called Spooky Seconds, and Dolly was the winner. Now that we're not talking about it, I just kind of miss having something to watch. Little Daddy Dolly. Well, you know what? Girl, all the divas have been messaging me in the inbox. About what? Season one is on YouTube. Yes, I know season one is on YouTube, but that's the one that is on YouTube. Okay, let me clear some stuff up. Clear the air, Dave. The one that is on YouTube is not the one where they remastered the sound. And the one that was on Amazon, we, like a year after after we filmed it, they had us all come back. Well, they had like the good ones come back and do testimonials so we had like talking heads but it was a year later and we were talking about stuff that happened a year before so it's like really weird to if you know that to watch it but there's one where they kind of still talk about how you think frankie cheated so it's been 10 years so it's been five years and frank i don't think frankie cheated frankie did cheat period Mm -hmm. well let's just see who's got a better career you know um I'm the meme of the girl with the big eyes and the blunt bang going. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> wow. Um, what? Sometimes you just got to say it out loud for the world to hear it. Do you think it's going to rain today? I'm in a different state. Oh, my, I made polenta lasagna last week. Now, where did the pol- polenta play in? Was it the noodle? Yeah. Did it replace the noodle? So, 
I think there was a mistake in calling it a lasagna. I would have actually you just made, called you, it. You layered polenta into different things. I would just call it a bake, and I would have a bake participated it. Uh, participate. I would have um had other vegetables participate because the recipe I found was you get your tube of polenta. Love that. You slice, slice it. In it. Little medallions. No. Y- yes, medallions. Those are the circles. Yes. You slice it like quarter inch. Then you lay those in a pan. Then you put um, pesto on them. Okay. Then you pour sauce on them. And then you lay them in, a, in more medallions. And I was like, there should be ricotta cheese in the middle of this. Or yeah. there should be like diced zucchini in here. Because essentially. Even an eggplant. Even an eggplant. Though I think to get eggplant closer to that, you would need to like. Bake it on a sheet or something yeah. first because I don't know that it would do so well just like mixed in with everything. But anyhow, the ingredients were just the med- polenta medallions, pesto, marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese, little bit of parmesan on top. I was like, this isn't really a lasagna. This needs more layers that to it. That's like a dip. <laughs> it ended up tasting great, but it had these like weird chunky circles of polenta in it. And I was like... I think this could go a different route and the flavor would be good. And it did kind of taste like a dip. What if y'all you, ready to dip? Y'all Sorry. ready to dip, honey. <laughs> um, what if you like mashed the polenta up in a bowl and then like, like layered it as a sheet across the top? That I think would be very cool and make a crispy top. Make a crispy top. And then you could add, I mean, I love zucchini. Yes, I think zucchini would have played great. You could have put there. mushrooms in it. Yes. Except for they probably would have gotten wet, so you probably should have sautéed them with some onions beforehand and then layered that in. And put it right on top with like the final layer of melted cheese. cheese. Yeah. It was cool though. It was fun to like bake something. Have you seen the um are casseroles uh, a very white thing? Yes, I didn't realize absolutely. that. Cuz have you seen that the meme that's like put a finger down white people edition and it's like if you have a relative that's like got the lee ann in their name or whatever if um you ever sent a dish back for being too spicy if you ever had a taco night growing up that was buffet style with crunchy grocery store taco shells uh and 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 the the taco bell sauce on the or the taco seasoning in a packet yeah it comes in a packet and you just dump it on a pound of ground beef Right, and then you fry that up, or yeah. fry, fry. Then you deep fry the. Fry. And oh, and ooh, one of them good. was if a family dish of yours is a casserole. Yes. And I was like, I thought everyone has something that feels like a casserole. Every culture, like a bunch yeah, of yeah, I mean, in a every culture has bake. like a type of bake. They have something that they like. I mean, a lasagna is technically a casserole. She said, "It is. Yeah, it's, it's a layered casserole." Or I had a, I remember when I was in college and we would have like um, potlucks. All my white friends would like one girl would always bring a tuna casserole, which is just like tuna, cheese, noodles, like cheddar cheese and noodles, like mixed together and then baked. Yeah, that's um, rough. Yeah, and t- is I mean, is a shepherd's pie technically a casserole? It's ground beef, peas. Potato, mashed potato on top, and then you bake it. Yeah, I it's mean, not I a think pie. So. There's no pie crust on a shepherd's pie. Now, a chicken pot pie, that is a pie because it has a crust on the bottom and the top. So, wait, does cornbread not go by cornbread chicken pot pie? 
She's she's cornbread. She's not a pie. <gasps> what? What? She's a ba- she, and you know here's the thing about cornbread. It's technically a cake. <laughs> it is. It's technically cake. Well, according to her, she's a snack. You know, at Costco on their menu, you can get something called the chicken bake. Now, what is in the chicken bake? Well, they don't have pictures on their website, but I've had it before, and I think it's like a calzone. I think it's like chicken and a cream sauce and cheese wrapped in dough and then baked, and it's the kind of bun that has like the Asiago or Parmesan cheese on top that like bakes that into the crust. That sounds delicious. Is your mouth watering? Yes, it is. <laughs> Meatball, I feel like we haven't talked in so long. I know, Just I little like to chit chat. Yeah, you do be you do be curving me. Well, there's not a lot to talk about. I mean, what are we, what's going on? We're all locked inside. I'm out performing again, trying not to catch COVID. No, it's half and half is what's going on with the world. What? Half the world is going, oh shit, numbers are bad. It's exactly like it was before. We got a lockdown. And the other half is going, girl, I'm done. And it's I've, half and half. It's half and half. And you're dipping your toe into both halves because you're going out to the club to perform. And then you're coming home and you're being like, I'm on lockdown until Friday when I'm around 600 strangers. Yes. But I'm getting tested in between. So I'm making sure. Um, I do you know what I forgot to ask Rocco during our interview with him? You did ask him to pull it out. I did, and he didn't. But it's like honestly, I could see it anywhere. Um, I didn't ask what happens if he's like in a scene with someone he doesn't like. We talked about their like sometimes not being chemistry with people, but like if he truly just doesn't like the person, I think he just says no to the scene. He doesn't have to fuck people. Well, not anymore now that he runs his own studio. But I think back in the day, maybe they would, maybe sometimes you're just partnered with someone. Well, you know before you show up. So you're saying that he just wouldn't show up. Or he would say, how about someone else? Oh, okay. My10inches.com. My10inches. He's very funny. The adult male lead. He is an adult male lead, and I really enjoyed how much musical theater he was into. I was not expecting him to be so gay, so faggy. Really? He puts his dick in men's butts. No, I mean, that's gay, but I was expecting more of like a mask, grunty, I don't know anything about musicals, that's not my thing type of guy. He was very anti-bottom. When I asked him, are yes. you going to ever bother? No, he was like, no, no. And I'm like, uh, maybe that's just public image. But for me, I aspire. I know Why I've said this to... for yeah, three you're never years. Doing anything for to for to work for it. I'm looking back at it in the mirror, going, "Wouldn't that be fun?" But that's about it. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, that's the work tail. I do. Oh. I, just I, I torque my back until I get a cramp. Look over my shoulder. Look at the mirror and just touch my booty and go. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm in a bottom. I'm gonna be a bottom for you. A bottom. All right, let's take a break and we come back. We'll listen to some VMs. Yeah, I haven't listened to these voicemails. I just just send them. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> Really letting them know how the, the change is made. What's it called? The so- 
Oh God, I don't feel good. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. I think it's All because right. I haven't eaten anything and I just drank like two cups of coffee. Go throw up. Right. <laughs> no. We are back, and it's time for your voicemails. voicemails. Hi, Big Dipper Meatball. Um, for firstly, Meatball, you got to stop saying the phone number so fast. I I couldn't get it. I had to go back like four episodes to find it where you say it. Blow enough. Um, it's written in the description of every single episode of the podcast, and I only say it fast at the end, never at the beginning. I sing it at the beginning. Two, fuck one, you. Three. No, I'm just yeah. yeah, so fuck you. <laughs> Quit listening. So I have a fuck talk slash advice question. Um, okay, work. It, around the the end of November, I hooked up with a fuck buddy, uh, and it was very intense, very good it like took all my usual like kink things with like a, a daddy situation uh he's Typical. a big uncut dick uh mm. offers like a level of sleaziness two children in the um, room next door oh my god both like blew each other uh there was nipple play it was it was great you know straightforward unexpected like hey come over before work we'll blow each other um great um, over the holidays, December, he unfortunately passed away unexpectedly. Oh. Um, and one of the last conversations we ever had um, was how we had filmed it, and um, the footage was too big. It was several gigabytes, um, and that he was going to try to figure out a way to get it to me somehow that never happened oh, i no. suspect the video is still sitting on a hard drive or on the camera that we used and my question is so that was a weird fuck talk but my question is um i know the folks will probably clean up the apartment and take care of all that is it wrong or weird to ask like one of the closer friends who's also pretty piggy and slutty if he has seen the footage and if I can get it. Is that weird? Um, yeah, let me know. Golly, this is tricky. Ooh, baby. Um, wow. Interesting wow, wow, wow. life. Okay, but it seems like they're close enough that he knows his friend group. So I don't, I mean, is it weird that you want to watch a video of you getting fucked by a dead man? No. No. That's not weird. That's not weird at all. Here's here's my curiosity. Is there any textual or written record of him saying, I want to get you this video, but the gigs are too big? Or did you only talk about it in person? If there's any sort of written or documented record of his consent to share it with you, then I think... You totally, there's nothing weird about it where you're like, he was going to do this, but then he unfortunately, untimely died. You know, I don't even think that it needs to be written. Like, if you're both in the video, 
and you consented to be in the video, then I think you have every right to be like, hey, there is a video of us, and I think it's still on the camera. Is there a way that I could, like, get it so that it doesn't... You don't want to like, publish it, right? You don't... Oh, maybe you do. Well, if you're going to publish it, then then yeah. I would need written consent from the person. But if you're just trying to, like, get the video for your own personal use, I think that that's more than okay to ask the piggy guy, like, can I just see if it's on the camera, or can you just check if it's on the camera for me? Yeah. Because I don't want it to fall. Like, what happens when you get rid of people's stuff? It Like, someone else takes it, or it's in the track. Like, you don't want it to fall in the wrong hands. Yeah, and who are these people? Because the way you mentioned... You're like, I know the people who are going to be cleaning up. Like, are they friends or like, do you just know them because they clean up oh, dead yeah. people's do you houses? Do actually know them or do you just know that they're going there to do the service? The this, is do. this is interesting. This is a really good call. That's but so you would say you, you think that he needs written consent for any type of. <sighs> no, I mean, I think I think if like, I don't know, if this was an ongoing thing and you knew the person and they were like. They were like a fuck buddy and their friends or their family or their partner or whoever in their life knew that you were involved with them. I think asking them for that is totally acceptable. But if this is like a no one really knew, I think having some proof of it is going to come into play. Like at some point, someone might object to you being like, I want to get this explicit video content of the two of us. Yeah. Yes. That's fascinating. But I hope you get it. And if you do, please send it. Um, God, I hope you get it. I, I hope, hope you, you get, get it. it. How many hope people get... does he need? How many people does he need? I hope you get your fucking tape. And then send it to us. And you can use a Dropbox. All right. Can I Next. ask you a semantics question? What? So, you know how, like, um, you know how, like, I watch a lot of like crazy Karen videos mm-hmm. and you know, people always at some point go, um, I'm recording this. You're being recorded or whatever. Yeah. People sometimes say like, I've got you on video. They say I'm videoing this. I'm taping this. I'm recording. What do you say? What feels appropriate? I'm recording this because to me, taping means that there's got to be like, it's going to tape. Right. And when you have a digital cell phone, you're not like, I'm filming this because but you, there would but be recorded, filming. Yeah. You're not filming it because there's no film involved. But I think now it's like, even digital stuff is considered film. So like, you could say I'm filming this. I would say I'm recording this. I love when people, I mean, I hate it. It makes my skin um crawl i got you i got you no when people say i'm videoing this that ain't a word that's not a a verb that's not a thing i'm videoing this hey you two impossible guests so every person i've dated or boyfriend that i've had has also wanted to fuck my dad and i'm just wondering is it gay for me to be okay with that and to be a part of a threesome with my dad, is that gay? I mean, I wouldn't like, you know, just Eiffel Towering, you know? Is that gay? Ubu Javer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's gay. That's gay. 
and incestuous. That's I mean, gay. I just That's twisted. It's, it's of the devil. It's not right. But it depends on what your family's into. Like, if they, if you're close like that, then go for it, I guess. But I, I wouldn't have sex with someone if my dad was in the room. Because can we be can we be like very hot button and just have a conversation about this? Incest yeah. laws exist so that inbreeding doesn't happen so that people are not fucked up genetically. Is this correct? Correct. But obviously years and years ago incest happened because people were like, well, we want to put these cousins together. We want to keep the, the power, we keep the wealth and the family, the wealth and the family. And then I'm sure it's happened with siblings at, at a certain point, whatever. Hey, look at the queen of England. She was married to her cousin. So First cousin. But what is the T on like, like, cause like do do brothers ever like circle jerk together? I think okay. Here's my thing. Do you I think like identical twins, twins? I think that identical twins do a lot of weird stuff together when they're coming up, and then they just never talk about it, and then are like, "Ooh, gross." But I think a lot of sets of identical twins. I mean, there's so much hormones and and, and they feel they feel they like, like the same an extension it's like, of the yeah, same it's person. Basically, we're the same person. We've been next to each other our entire lives. Like, what's wrong if we just our dicks look identical? Let's suck jerk, each other off. Jerk it next to each other. Whoa. Or each other off. I think, I think if you're a twin, please call in and say if you've ever done anything weird with your brother. Uvu Javo. This to me feels very wrong, the dad thing. The dad thing feels wrong. That's your, that's your dad. You were cummy in his ball sack and now you're an adult. <laughs> but what, I mean. Chasing that cummies. Spit roast. You're not really. Know, as long as the person dad. doesn't like, turn around. Cause oh, because then I would it would be, be thinking, eye contact. I would be like looking at my dad and being like, "Remember when I caught my first fish with you?" Oh God! <laughs> Remember when you taught me how to work with wood? Like it's just like work with wood. I'm doing work it with now. wood, and now we're working wood together. It's like I couldn't do it. But if you're okay with it and your dad's okay with it, who are we to judge? Except for us judging. What's up, you stupid dumb idiot? <laughs> and also. Big Dipper and Meeple. Um, I think that people like to fuck in their parents' beds because usually they just have the biggest bed. Oh, okay. Like okay. I think that's that's always why I wanted to do it because like what I like in a twin bed in someone's like high school bedroom. No, I don't fucking think so. Like there's a California king in there. Just to take advantage of that. I hope that's the right answer. <laughs> Goodbye. Actually, that do make sense. That do make sense. I lost. What's the smallest bed you've ever had sex in? Twin. I lost my anal virginity in a dorm twin bed. Those are even skinnier than a real twin. Yeah, those are the extra long but extra thin. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, think the smallest, is, I think the smallest bed is like a like in a bathhouse room. Those beds are not even twin beds. They're, they're not like, even beds. They're like a yes, a bench. It's a bench with a little padding on. It's like top. a massage. It's a massage table. Even smaller than that, Dave. Um, what if I was like the smallest? Um, I guess a sling because it's strappy. <laughs> You're like the smallest. Is are you familiar with Polly Pocket? She's a whole house in there. 
and I just soaked her with cum. It was a hurricane, a tsunami of cum on Polly Pocket's condo. All right, we got to be done. Oh my god! Um, do you want to listen to this last voicemail or end? Yeah, it? sure. Let, you want to end? I sent some short ones. Hey, uh, about the COVID chats. What if you just do like? What if you say every week, just because there's always a thing of like, we don't want to do COVID chats, but then, you know, COVID's everywhere. I don't know. I don't think, do like a five minute, like, hey, we're going to do a COVID segment. It ends at this. If you want to skip it, skip it. But just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, skirting around it just makes it seem awkward. Like, just, just have a, have a dedicated chunk of time where you talk about it and then be like, if people don't want to listen to it, they don't have to listen to it. They can skip over it and then they have COVID free podcast then. Done. Easy. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. I know these aren't for programming notes, but I just had a thought and wanted to ask. Anyway, thanks. Bye. Yeah, no programming notes from our new associate producer. Thank you, whoever you are. Um, yeah, I, that's kind of what we're doing. I also think that, like, to be completely honest, hey, we're going to do a COVID chat now. Um, back when we were <laughs> chatting about it before, it was pre-vaccine, pre-everything. It was constant. And it was, like, all we were hearing on the news so it was like what we could talk about because we were trapped at home and that's what we were doing. Now we got other stuff going on. More stuff is available. We kind of figured out how to work around it. So I don't think we're going to like talk about it as much, period. Yeah, but. and I think what we'll probably do is um, continue to say we're not going to talk about it and then talk about it endlessly. When did we talk? We haven't even talked about it once this episode. All right. Not a single time did we talk about it this episode. Thank you so much for say listening. Say the phone number slowly. I did at the beginning. That's why I well, did it so slow. But our Let's... number is two, one, three, five. But do notes. Three, six, nine, one. <laughs> Zero. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode that comes out every Tuesday and Friday. You can follow us on Instagram at sl- Spiciest Meatball and Fat Drag, no, and Big Dipper Jelly. And then on Twitter, it's Big Dipper Jelly and Fat Drag Meatball. And on TikTok. On TikTok, I think I'm Spiciest Meatball or Meatball the Drag Queen and you, but if you just do at Meatball, it, it works for me. I'm Big Dipper Jelly on everything. Uh, and for those who missed it, our phone number is 213-536-9180. That's a big number for Elmo. Do you think that we could get Elmo to record our phone number? Does he do cameo? <laughs> I wish. All right. Um, thanks, everyone. We love you. Happy to be back. Happy Goodbye. 2022. Goodbye. <laughs> To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.